you did. <laughs> what were you just saying? You remember when what? Oh, with comedian? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. No, I did not. Um, this is one where they ride around in the car, right? And they're kind of doing like an interview style, casual thing. Tries to pick a car that kind of like... Goes, goes with, with the person. person. Right, yeah. represents the personality. and I mean, it's cool. It's all right. Um... If you like an interview style yeah. stuff, he has some interesting The few episodes I watched, I thought it was good. But he did one with Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy was, like, talking about, you know, like, how they came up and the clubs they started in and as, as sta young stand-up comedians. And w one time he met Sammy Davis Jr., and he said mm -hmm. he didn't know, but Sam he thinks Sammy Davis Jr. was, like, a devil worshiper or something. That he was telling me, <laughs> he was telling him, but it, I get it's kind of like funny because he does the, the impression. And yeah. he's like, and he told me one time, he's like, hey man, you know, the thing about Satan, man, a lot of people don't, <laughs> they don't realize <laughs> Satan is as powerful as God, man. And Eddie was like, what? And it just <laughs> cuts right there. Like, they don't. He doesn't expound Continue on it. it. He doesn't say mm. what happened. He doesn't, and they just cut to another scene and they're talking about something else. And you're just like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he probably said some outlandish crap that they had to cut from the show. Yeah, they probably just didn't want to get sued by the Sammy Davis Jr. estate or, or something, you know? Like, <laughs> He's so wild. I was actually watching um, Dolomite again mm. recently. I, oh, because Megan hadn't seen it, and I was explaining to her like funny, the background of the movie, and it, it was it's so funny. The background of the movie, meaning about the real person, right? That there was a real person, and yeah. you know it was based on that. Yeah. But we have not been able to stop. Like, every time we see each other, we're like, "Dolomite is my name." Eh. Listen, um, <laughs> I won't even continue. Welcome to another episode of Diamond Dozen. If you haven't seen that movie. I think it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, if you haven't seen that movie, go check it out. It's pretty it's pretty funny. Do it. Really interesting. Um Welcome back, guys. It's uh it's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple years. Yeah. What's going on, Eli? Same old, <laughs> same old, same old. Um Yeah. Yeah, you I got a bone to pick with you actually. Oh, go for it. The last episode you did, you did it solo, and you reversed positions on on something that we've argued about at least five times <laughs> on the show, and you never told yeah. me, like, I mean, we talk probably every day, or at least a couple times a week, you know, via mm -hmm. text or whatever, about all kinds of random stuff not necessarily related to the show. True. You never managed to say, hey, by the way, you know that thing that we've like been debating for a year and a half? 
Yeah. Like I've kind of like softened my or changed my stance a little bit on that thing. Yeah. Like I had to find out by listening to the episode, <laughs> and I was yeah. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't think I knew until, um, you know, I was recording that episode because it was kind of like. I don't know. It was just in the moment I realized. Actually, it's it's a dangerous thing, man. And if you listen to it, you'll know what we're talking about. But um, and if you've listened to this show from the beginning, you definitely know what we're talking about because we've mentioned it several times. Or we can but tell yeah, them I don't because know. I'm assuming they have no idea, even if they've listened. <laughs> they're like, nah. If, if they're anything like me, even if they've listened to every, to every single minute, they probably, you know, they're probably like, yeah, what? don't know. No, we're talking about um, um, basically just yeah. No, go ahead. go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, just basically the concept of, um, not the concept, it's actually happening. These huge companies like Twitter, Facebook, um, et cetera, et cetera, being able to pretty much decide what content can stay and what content is deleted and who gets banned and things like that. Um, and it just kind of, you know it crosses the lines between what's except you know what is free speech and what's not and what people are allowed to do on the internet and what they're not allowed to do and i don't know i just i kind of my my stance was that it's their platform you know it's their policy if they you know wanted to remove some type of content from it they should be allowed to if they think that it violates you know whatever their policy is but I, i've kind of walked that back um I've kind of walked that back because when we're not talking about, I guess because we're not talking about Trump. <laughs> Is that weird? Bad to say? No, I mean, um, that, but that's exactly the point because. Yeah. Yeah. People are generally, they have a blind spot for your own, for your own bias. So if it's like. Yeah. Kind of against your enemy or someone you don't care for or something that doesn't affect you, you tend to be more like either you agree with it because it doesn't affect you or you're apathetic towards it. Like, oh, you don't care one right. way or another. But then the more you start to see, like, no, I mean, it can be you five years from now or whatever. could be anybody. Yeah. So. Yeah, my, my problem yeah, has you... always been that there's, like, major inconsistencies in the, and how they apply some of these rules you know, like the platform, you know, violating the terms of services. There are a lot of inconsistencies and a lot of the stuff, especially Twitter in particular, they just kind of make it up on the fly and you can tell. Mm. And it's, to me, always been a slippery slope. And then for me, the real tell was Trump being banned from platforms on which like indefinitely well no just in general on platforms uh, on which the violation right like whatever causing an insurrection didn't occur like all of that occurred on twitter right whatever he said that you can directly attribute to right being the cause like it didn't happen on those other platforms and those other platforms still banned him and i just felt weird about that from the jump because I'm like it just kind of does it like if we're just looking at the legal like idea of 
you get banned for violating the rules of my platform. He didn't violate the rules of those. You know what I'm saying? So, so it, it, it's yeah, not about yeah. whether I like him or not, or whether what he did was wrong or right, or if you can blame him or not. It's like it's not even about that at all. Like, just simply, did he violate the terms of Facebook? Uh, the user terms of Facebook. Did he violate that? And it, clearly yeah. he didn't because he wasn't, none of that happened on Facebook and they still banned him. So right. it's like, they're just making it up as they go. And then, and it's had a, a, ma- a profound impact on, you know, he, and again, like, I'm no fan of the guy, right? right. Or his politics. But, if mm-hmm. you step back, right, forget for a minute that you like them, you don't like them, whether you like them or not, forget that for a minute. Just think of the idea that a major part of campaign finance, raising funds, raising enough money to run uh, a campaign, right, a successful campaign in this day and age occurs on social media. So now, if you step back, the social media companies have a direct effect, once again, Hmm. on american hmm. politics and i just don't right. know that i'm okay with that like yeah oh yeah, i don't yeah. i don't like trump i don't like his politics so i don't care okay but what about when it's your guy or you're someone who agrees right. you know whose whose ideas align with yours you know yeah for sure um i can definitely see that now um when it's you know someone other than trump um and just putting you know putting anyone in that slot when there's a power at b that has the you know, the influence to do something that major, that huge, it's, it's concerning for sure. So yeah, you won me over. Cool. That's one, <laughs> one for like three, one down. 369. Yeah, so we, we have a way to go. A friend of mine passed away this week and it's kind of weird because this is the second time that since I've been on a social media hiatus that someone's passed and I've literally gone on to do something for like five seconds and just seen that. And yeah, and kind I'm of sorry missed to hear it. That. Thank you. And kind of missed it. It was like kind of like three days, like I was late, you know, it was like three, four days after the fact. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. That's a weird feeling. Yeah, it is. It is. It's it's crazy. You definitely don't expect to log back on and find out, you know, news of that magnitude. Yeah. So for that to happen to you twice, that's that's a little triggering. I know, man. I know. Um, Rest in peace, John Wilson. I know, man. He he was such a good dude, man. He was such yeah. a good dude, and you know the thing I admired the most about him is something that I aspire to 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 be and to do and practice so much and it's just to always be yourself and always be genuine and like no matter what like to be consistently yeah. yourself and consistently genuine I mean yeah for probably about 15 years almost 20 years and the guy was super consistent and he was extremely eccentric. 
out there, just out there. And he never let kind of like public pressure and, you know, people saying, oh, man, you're kind of weird. It never phased him. And he was he didn't care. You know, he really genuinely didn't yeah. care what people thought about him. He was just truly lived his life. And yeah, something we can definitely all take from. Yeah, march to the beat of his own drum, you know. And I always admired yeah. that. I remember uh, one one quick story, and then we can move on. Um, I remember he was at my house one time, um, and my sister called and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna uh, bring some food. Do you want something?" And I said, "Yeah." And then I remembered, oh, I I have a friend here, so I was like, "Oh, never mind," because then it's going to be awkward, you know, I don't want you to have to bring food for me and my friend. And she said, no, no, it's cool, no problem. Like, I'll send you the menu to the restaurant I'm going to. And, um, yeah, go ahead and, you know, let me know what you guys want, and then I'll bring it. And I said, okay, cool. So we order whatever she brings the food. And, um, some her order was the only one that was wrong somehow so i'm 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 like they ordered they gave her like shrimp or something maybe i can't remember exactly what it was um but john wilson's order and mine was fine and i'm already like i was starving i'm already like not halfway but like into my meal so then she asked him, she's like, hey, do you like eat shrimp? I, I mean, I don't, again, I don't remember exactly what it was. Maybe it was shrimp, but it's like, hey, do you eat shrimp? Can we just like trade meals? And he looked at her and he was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> wow. And she's yeah. like, do you, do you not like shrimp? He's like, yeah, I like it, but I'm just not feeling it right now. I'm good. And she just looked yeah. at me and I was just like. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like, I'm so wow. shocked yeah. at how confidently right now he's... Yeah. He is in his own feelings. I mean, you got to respect it. Like, imagine you buy someone food and then for whatever reason you want to, like, switch plates and you're like, yeah, I kind of bought all of this right. and I can't eat this for whatever reason. Like, if she would have asked me... You would me, feel obligated to. Exactly. I would have begrudgingly, even if I really didn't want to, I would have been like, all right, yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, man. He <laughs> yeah. was just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. He's a man that stood in his truth. Yeah, man. That is the most... And for that, we will always remember ever. John Wilson. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, how was your trip, by the way? You took a trip oh, to man. California. My trip you? was amazing. Yeah, last week, all of last week, I was in L.A. Um, out there doing different things, driving all over the place, visiting family. It was amazing, man. I had a great time. Cool. Did you see Lance? Yeah. I did, yeah. Cool. Uh, we, we went to go surprise his parents, my aunt and uncle, um, in Loma Linda. And then he came out for my birthday dinner in Malibu. So we got we got some quality time together. Wait, it was your birthday? Yeah, um, the 14th was my birthday, so it, I'm 30. I'm officially in the club. Did I call you? Um, No, I don't think so. You were too mad that we didn't record the podcast that week. I was not mad at all, <laughs> trust 
I'm just kidding. We were both caught up in, in things. I was out there living my best life. You were here taking care of the gym, all that jazz. I don't think I've been mad since 1987. Really? I haven't been mad, like actually That's mad. That's great. There's no time. That takes a lot of time. And energy. Yeah. Yeah. I've been annoyed about things, but mad, it's been, it's been yeah. a little bit. Yeah, for sure. We were like so impressed with um cali i think just coming from a city that's way smaller i mean la coming from a city that's much smaller to be there was kind of like eye-opening and then we're like man like we should move over to the west coast but if you think house prices are bad here yeah it's already <laughs> it is ridiculous it hurts even though the salaries are somewhat compensating um for that gap yeah it's it's pretty bad. Yeah, even with 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 salaries, um, with the cost, uh, with the like, the cost of living is still higher with salaries considered. Um, yeah, I mean, way higher. It's like it's yeah. it's unbelievable. Um, I'm glad you said that. Well, for, first of all, yeah, man, Ca- California is really amazing. I've always loved that. And thought it was crazy that you can literally surf, hike, and ski yes. in the same day. You know, same. Mm-hmm. it's such a yeah. Lance was telling me that he actually did that for one of his friends' birthdays. Oh, really? Um, yeah. It's funny. So it's like the only state that you can do that. Yeah, you get you get all or these, and have the desert. You're right. You get all these climates because it's so long. It's such a long state. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. I I I really do enjoy California. I've cons- I strongly considered moving there at one point, and yeah. came really really close actually, really close. But it, you know it didn't end up happening. Um, yeah, and I'm kind of glad it didn't. It's just too expensive. Yeah, for sure. It's too expensive. The people are really nice though, like super polite. I feel like. Maybe I was in the right parts of Cali. But, no, I think um, what, like good vibes. West Coast sensibility is is kind of a thing, and people are generally yeah. more a little more laid back, I guess. Um, it's funny you mentioned housing because you you guys are currently kind of looking for a house, right? Or at least planning. Yeah, we that. were we were considering buying a house, and we were looking um, to see what was you know what was up and yeah. what the market was like and what we were actually going to be looking at. Um, but we kind of went with a different option. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, yeah, so you're it, not going to buy a house r- just yet? Then. We're we're not going to buy, no. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's happened as a result of the pandemic, um, the ho- housing market was already kind of crazy. Um, yeah. Pre-pandemic, and costs were rising. But one of the things that's happened is that people from more expensive cities are flooding into more affordable cities with good weather, right. good climate, low taxes um, in states like Texas, states like Florida. Right. And working remote. So they're, you know, they're keeping their six figure salary mm-hmm. jobs that now will give them the flexibility of working remote and they're paying a little bit less in taxes and they're buying, they're buying up, a lot of the yeah i mean that's great for them it sucks for everybody else right it's driving up the price so another thing that a lot of people aren't really talking about 
that I think is pretty crazy. Have you heard of this company, BlackRock? No. It's like some kind of equity firm. Turns out they're buying up like whole neighborhoods and paying 100% over over asking. They're buying houses, buying houses, buying houses, buying houses, which is kind of like, it's not typical for these huge like investment companies to buy houses. It's typical for them to buy like buildings, like apartment complexes. Mm. um, Right. Retail, retail like strip malls, you know what I mean? Or or actual malls where they can rent, you know, rent, Right. Rent out the stores. Um, but they're buying whole neighborhoods. Um, and paying in and they don't care. They, you know, it's like they're, they're paying what to them is like a drop in the bucket. But, you know, a hundred million dollars for for a neighborhood that's really worth forty five million dollars. You know, if you if you tallied up the the true value of all the homes. And right. that's having a somewhat of an impact on the uh, the housing costs as well. And the reason that's kind is of that, scary. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, is that kind of foretelling to where house prices are going to be in the near future? I mean, why would they be taking, you know, that risk if it wasn't going to pay off for them or if they didn't think it was going to? So for 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 these kinds of companies, they're they're in it for the long game, like. It doesn't really matter to them because right now, okay, there's there's a shortage of homes. There are more people looking for homes to buy and rent than there are selling. Right. So their their perspective, I think, is it doesn't matter what we pay for these houses. The housing market can crash next year. People still need a place to live and they just want to turn everyone into tenants basically like rent renters so because look what's happening now you have people who make a decent living right couples right right? who make two two income homes make decent living right that are priced out of the market right now because it's so insane what's the alternative it discourages you from wanting you know home ownership you're like let's just rent it up yeah let's wait let's wait till the crash and i mean i've been waiting for the crash for five six years and it hasn't happened i remember you saying that but it's like doesn't it have to happen sometime i mean i don't know (laughs) you're like nah yeah i don't know that's why we 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 bought like when we bought i i thought the prices were insane when we bought i got my house it was perfect timing I guess. I mean, I th- again, it had from when we wanted to buy to when we actually buy, prices had gone up considerably. So imagine what I think right now. What I think is happening right now is this is a clown show. Like, it's ridiculous. It doesn't yeah. even make sense. You know? Yeah. And I'm, it and, really does. And we've been in the house four years already. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's terrible. Um, and I hope more, you know, I'm sure they're not the only company doing it, but they're the only company doing it on that scale right now that we know of. But I'm sure a lot of other companies are going to kind of follow suit and say, yeah, let's do the same thing. Let's just buy up whole neighborhoods, buy up houses. They're buying up like pre-construction like neighborhoods and they're going to wow. rent them out and they want to own America yeah. and turn you, everyone, no matter how much you make into a renter, into a renter, you know? And wow. 
and they have enough. It's a money. different world. They have enough money that they can kind of keep keep that up, and that'll continue to be a driver of of the uh, of the price. You know, it'll keep it'll keep the yeah. price climbing, and because it'll mean that people like you and Andrew who have a little bit of cash and actually were well positioned to easily get into a house. Now you got to keep, you know, you're getting outbid and you don't know who's outbidding you and they're outbidding you cash. So yeah. How are you going to win? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. I don't know. It's a different world. Millennials really got the short end of the stick on the home ownership front for sure. Big time. And, and it's one of those things where like the government should definitely step in, right? Like, if yeah regulate that yeah because if a young couple's buying a house and they're qualified buyers and they work and they make enough money and they have jobs they shouldn't be allowed to get outbid by someone who's not even going to live in the house right right i mean they do have like first time buyer programs but it it doesn't include anything like that where they're going to look out for you to make sure yeah. You get the house. Yeah, like you this, know? the bank doesn't care. The bank just yeah, wants exactly. the money. Like, For oh, sure. someone bit, or, or the seller, rather, whatever. Yeah, you just want your money. And someone's coming in with cash. Like, that makes it, that takes the transaction from 10 days, 10 to 30 days to one day. You can literally get that deal done in a day if you want to. Like a cash buyer. Oh, great. Cash me out. Let's go. You know, so. Thanks. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough out here. So they got your boy Fauci with them emails. I know you've been wanting to talk about this. <laughs> mm. um, you know what I don't like? And us humans do this all the time. They'll take someone who is prominently in the media at the time or... It's like the celebrity syndrome. Like people love someone to make a celebrity. And Fauci was kind of, they did this with Fauci. It was Papa Fauci. Everyone has the t-shirts. We love Fauci. Fauci for president, you know, all this stuff. And we kind of just like put these people up on a pedestal. And then something like this happens and maybe they disappoint you and it's like a huge deal. It's like, I mean, come on, this guy is just doing his job. Same thing with like um, Kamala Harris. Like, yes, she's a female vice president. Right. She's done a bunch of other things that aren't so great right. too. I mean, why am you know immortalize this person like oh like you know, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I think. Um, yeah. I've read into it, and I don't know. What What do you think about the emails? I think that's a great point that you made um, about them elevating people. They did the same thing with Governor Cuomo. You know, right, right. He seemed so competent, so this, and oh, so, yeah. such good leadership. and he got, Set to lead. He got an award, and the Cuomo sexuals. Remember that? People were really... Yeah, that was like a thing. Cuomo sexual. Like, that was a thing. I didn't just make that up. <laughs> that was literally a thing. Um, and then the guy turned out to be complete trash. You know, like right. killing old people and the whole nine. Um, 
Yeah, man, it's just, it, it's always, like, about pushing a certain narrative, like, you know, the, the you know, the news is 1,000% propaganda, and, and that's, you, you just have to take everything with a grain of salt. Like, there's some truth here yeah. and there sprinkled in there, but you've got to, like, really take all of it and, and be highly skeptical at yeah. what you believe in terms of what the news is saying. Yeah, I mean... I think it's unfortunate. Like, yeah. I, I haven't been a fan since kind of the beginning, since the whole mask thing started, where he kind of, like, misled mm-hmm. the public. I mean, immediately, I was telling people, yeah, it's complete BS. Like, I've been working in a hospital setting for a long time, and we all know that the two weird coworkers who always wear a mask, and I'm talking about pre-pandemic, never get sick. That can't be a coincidence. And we all know when we come into a room that's like some kind of contact isolation patient, droplet precaution, airborne, the protocol is to wear a mask. So when he started mask saying, uh, you know, and and he said it with such like certainty and I don't know if you remember the interview where they asked him, like, should people be wearing masks? And he said, there's absolutely no reason why anyone should be wearing a mask, right? And then immediately I was like, that's complete BS. Now, look, you you can make the argument, and granted, I haven't poured over the, the scientific data. You can make the argument that the virus is a certain, you know, like, a hundred right. microns and a mask right. can only capture most things that are 300 microns and bigger and it doesn't really protect you that much. So we, we can debate the efficacy of it and I think that's definitely a valid point. But it but it's absolutely true that a mask has some effect on w- whether or not you're going to get sick, right? And that comes down to like things like viral load, like... Okay, yeah, so some of it you did inhale some of the virus, but how much? Mm-hmm. You know, the the mask right. only blocked 10%. Hey, maybe the fact that you got 10% less, your immune system was able to, you know what I mean? Like That part, yeah, absolutely. A little is better than nothing right. when it comes to something like that. And he came out the gate, right? One of the first yeah, press like, conferences he ever did was lying to people and saying you don't need them and kind of had this, you know, this virtuous... Um, noble cause, uh, reason why he lied. Oh, I wanted healthcare workers to have access to it. Listen, man, like, I'm a healthcare worker. I don't think my life is more valuable than a regular person who has to be out there and exposed. Like, I think mm. you should have been honest about it. And I think you should have forced or put pressure on the government to make sure that there's a solution. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. I don't want to panic anyone. I think masks help, you know, maybe for now, try to stay indoors if you don't have to be outdoors until you can get a mask. Don't panic and go out buying masks. We want healthcare workers to have them because they're, they're going to be coming in, you know, whatever, however you've got to frame this, you know, I'm not a public official, but however you've got to frame this to not panic people, but kind of let them know, hey, don't go hoarding and buying 
four million bucks. But it's like, how do you how? But people do that no matter what. Right. You could say don't panic. But but then look, and they're look, buying up all the toilet paper. They're buying up all the. But then look what happens. You know, right? Like the most important person that at the helm of this thing, how we get through it, what's going on, from the jump is a liar. Like you, you need to have public trust. Like when he's telling people to go out and get. The vaccine, right? Which is something that I believe is effective. I got the vaccine. But when he's going out there and t- I don't think he's the, the proper spokesperson for that. And he's... Because <laughs> now we can't trust right, it. He's, and the mask thing wasn't the only lie, right? There are other, like, kind of misleading... Questionable, yeah. Yeah, where he has this kind of, like, paternalistic attitude like oh i was protecting you from yourself or you know like i didn't think that people were ready to hear the truth and and that's what you know in a nutshell that's more or less what the what the emails kind of proved boiled down you know like yeah he was saying one thing in public and saying something else and i guess the biggest sticking point was the origin of of the, the COVID nineteen virus, yeah, they kind of like shot down the idea that it may have leaked from that lab that's there in Wuhan, China, and right. made it seem impossible, like it was crazy be. impossible. The media <laughs> yeah. was pretty much shooting down any any talk of that. Anyone that brought it up was considered a crazy, you know, like this person's a a crazy conspiracy theorist. And now it seems like that may very well have been the case. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. Okay. And I'd be cool if he was just finding this out, but it seems like he was well aware of that from the beginning that that may be the case. Yeah. And that's just one of those things that fuel the conspiracy theorists, you know, even more. Yeah. Is that, oh, look, he lied here. He didn't really tell you guys the truth. Remember? Hmm. Yeah, all right. Next time you want to trust a government official, right. you're gonna read my blog. Right. Yeah, man. yeah. And I mean, and and there's also like a weird roundabout connection between the the funding from the NIA NIAH or NIH, the organization National Immunology Health Association N I. Okay, N I H A. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever I'm, I'm talking shit. I don't know. But they, <laughs> that but, one. But they, may, but one. they may have indirectly funded, right, some of this research, which is crazy. That's like our tax dollars. Like we may have funded this pandemic. Like that's Whoa. a real possibility. You know, it's, it's crazy. Try to wrap your mind around no, it's that. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's nonsense. You know, it's nonsense. Um. Do you know? Yeah. Don't immortalize these people. They are not gods or celebrities or uh do you, whatever do you, do you like, know anything about that gain of function research did you read anything about that game of function gain, no gain of sorry function. i don't yeah so like they take viruses mm-hmm. and they tr- they study them and they try to make them more basically more deadly or more um contagious oh, okay and study, to test yeah, it. and study ways, yeah. to like, you know, eradicate them basically. But right, some, right. I, I think in 2012 during the Obama administration, they just 
determined it was like kind of too dangerous. And it's happened before where people have gotten sick, it's gotten out of that. So they, but then at some point, um, during the Trump administration, I think it said that um, the the article that I was reading that Fauci, like, re- resumed these like oh the, interesting these types of uh, of uh, projects uh, research, and it kind of catapulted his career, didn't it? Um. I don't think so. He he's been in that position forever. Uh, I, I mean, even during like. Well, let me not say his career, his popularity. Yeah, yeah, he's more more famous now than ever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, guys, stop idolizing these people. Um, they're not perfect, Unless and it's me. they are. Unless it's me. If yeah. it's me, idolize me, no matter what. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. <laughs> even though I no, forgot, don't do even that. though I forgot your birthday, my bad. Happy birthday! You did, birthday. Um, and I'm gonna make you pay for that. That's weird, and I'm kind of weirded out that you never said anything. I'm just so in my own world right now. <laughs> That's another like thing of social media. Always, you always get that connected. You see yeah. someone, either you get an alert like, "Oh, it's so and so's birthday," or you see someone else post it like, "Oh, happy birthday!" Someday. Right, right. And you kind of know. Um, then you're like, oh, yeah, that person. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good. I'm in the 30 club, bro. Welcome. It's an amazing club. Thank you. Isn't it? Nah, it sucks. I feel great. It's the worst. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> it's all right. Gives me so much hope. It's all, right. all right, that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us. See you guys next week, guys. Bye.
Unless it's me. If it's me, idolize me no matter what. Even though I forgot even though I forgot your birthday. My bad. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. That's weird. And I'm kind of weirded out that you never said anything. I'm just so in my own world right now. That's another like thing of social media. Always you always get that you see someone either you get an alert like, oh, it's so and so's birthday, or you see someone else post it, like, oh happy birthday. And you kinda know. Um yeah, my bad. Yeah. Welcome. It's an amazing club. Nah, it sucks. It's the worst. I'm just kidding. It's alright. It's, it's alright. Thanks for joining us. Peace.